is Tuesday, September 27th. Um, starting the podcast with uh, a little look. I was doing some comparisons, and, and I'm, I'm going to let you guys do this. Go to CNBC.com, type in Apple, and when you type in Apple, do a five-year chart. And uh, in the upper left of the chart, you'll see a comparison. And you can compare the .SPX and .DJI. That compares the five-year of um, uh, Apple to uh, the S&P and the Dow Jones. And I don't want to compare it against the, uh, the NASDAQ just because I want to show you something here. Um, but remember yesterday I brought back the Dow Jones. And the Dow Jones has completely retraced to February um, 2020 before the pandemic. What I wanted to show you is that the Dow Jones, again, it's showing 1% just based on, um, you know, you can drag this chart back. Uh, again, it's a five-year chart, but if you drag it back to March of 2020, February of 2020, I should say, before the big downturn, you'll see Apple in the, the, the time period is up 99%, whereas the S&P is only up 10%. The uh, Dow Jones says up 1%, but it's been kind of even. Today, the, the, the market's up. I've been watching the markets all morning. So uh, my point is that it is a stock picker's market. And while uh, everybody is calling for 10 to 20% down, that Apple number of 99% up um, is quite, quite shocking. And for the market to come down, uh, Apple would have to come down with it. So I wanted to show this chart, and I'm showing it up on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, get on it. You can look at it um, right from the start here. Uh, that's what I wanted to start with. Um, the, um, the, the other thing that I noticed, by the way, in looking at SPY, let's go back to uh, TrendSpider, and we'll look at SPY. I, I've got a ton of, of, of scans for you guys. To look at, but I want to start with this overall market. Um, the SPY daily RSI is sitting at levels we haven't seen um, since I believe a few years. Uh, it's kind of time, you know, essentially TrendSpider looked at it um, and I posted this on my Twitter. I posted a couple of things on my Twitter this morning and yesterday, but um, the daily RSI is sitting at levels we haven't seen since January. It's probably time for a relief bounce, and today you're seeing that release bounce. The 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 uh, S and P is up um, 1.5. The Dow is up 1.2. The Nasdaq is up 2 percent. So um, I wanted to to look at that. There was also you know again let's look at spy. You haven't had this bounce. Here's the trends by the look in the algorithm. You haven't had the bounce yet. So it's still not a time to necessarily get big in the market. But I do think that we've been oversold so much. Um, look at that RSI. It's kind of trending upward. It's at 34. Yesterday's candle, it was at 27. So we're looking at an oversold market. What are you doing in an oversold market? You kind of wait. You know, you, you've, you've seen in the past, uh, you look at this July 15th, um, July 18th, sorry, July 18th by, you had the run. It got you out. It got you back in here, but it got you out a little too late because the button hook was too quick. 
Are we going to see another little bounce kind of like that? Mm, Maybe. Um, There's nothing in the market that tells me that, hey, we're going for a huge rally. That's the problem. I think what you're seeing is simply an oversold bounce like we've seen in the past. Um, Powell is still expected to uh, raise by 75 points in November. Some of the leading uh, indicators indicate that that things have turned around. So maybe he's going to be a little bit, bit more lenient, uh, but we don't know. So you, you play the bounce that you're given. As far as long term, there's some great long term buys. Um, my, I posted an article last night uh, from Motley Fool to uh, uh, stock market sell off two safe stocks to buy right now. And, and spoiler, the two stocks are Apple and Microsoft. Um, those are two stocks that in my mind, I think, you know, Apple has set this, this, this floor at 150. Um, let's take a look at Apple. It's up 2.2, 2, 2.3%. Um, right now in the market, uh, I'm making probably a ton of money on this one. But it did have a MACD cross-up, and and it's been kind of capitulating around this 150 mark. Um, Do I think that you should buy it at 150? Absolutely. I think long-term at 150, you're you're seeing the iPhone 14. Um, They're able to release the iPhone 14 in India. They're raising their price on the App Store because of currency devaluation in other markets and the strong dollar. Um, they, they have pricing power. They didn't increase the price of the Apple iPhone 14. Part of the reason is because their margins are still strong. It, again, this, it, we haven't had, the, the price hasn't come up. It'll probably come up here um, in the afternoon candle. But I think anywhere between 150 and 155, you're safe buying for long term. Uh, do you want to time it? You, you can't time it. Is it going to go down to 130 again? It could. If we see a stock market crash, Apple will probably lead. But put some long-term buys in. I, I, I think you know. I, in my mind, I'm so so confident on this. I still haven't sold Apple. Uh, Microsoft had a MACD cross up when I was doing scans. Um, we'll look at this one. Home Depot yesterday had a a, a, a cross up. And I think it was up in the, the market. We'll take a look at that one. Um, but Microsoft on this one, we had a MACD cross-up. Um, it's held up uh, particularly well since... Um, I'm going to close. I wonder if that's pulling some resources. But Microsoft, uh, you got out of Microsoft um, probably right before this slide. You got some gaps up here in Microsoft that probably need to be filled. And so what we're looking at, you had an entry at 237. You're trading at 240. Uh, is it too late to get in? Hell no, it's not too late to get in. Um, Microsoft is, look at, look at how low this MACD is right down here. Look at the RSI. These are indications that it's time to buy. Um, you know, again, this is a short term, so it's a four-hour candle. It's not a huge daily candle. But in the algorithm, again, through 237 is the buy. So you're, you're just below 240. It's kind of come down. I, I don't think it's too late to buy. Uh, Kathy Woods was on this morning, and she's launching a venture fund with Titan. Um, Titan's a big uh, uh, hedge fund. 
um, and you've normally needed hundreds of thousands of dollars to get into Titan and they're launching a, um, a venture fund, which typically you need a lot of money to get into a venture fund. <clears throat> Kathy Woods is bringing her research, um, her ability to pick stocks and Titan's ability to run hedge funds and venture funds and find private companies. Uh, it's a good one. You can get in for $500. Um, check out ARC, uh, ARC's website if you want more information. But I was more interested in some of her indications on the market because remember, uh, Kathy Woods at the core is an economist. She's an economist that knows econ- basically the overall macro economy. She's been way too bullish over the past year. Uh, her stocks are down. She's been buying <clears throat> things of crazy nature um, like Teladoc and <clears throat> um, some others that I just don't think are going to go up. But she says uh, deflation will come and the Fed will ease up from now on. She thinks we're currently in a recession and from here on we're going to see a pivot. Uh, she believes that Powell probably will look um, to uh, start uh, reducing rates next year. Um, she's still bullish on two stocks in particular, Tesla and Roku. And I wanted to take a look at Tesla here in the algorithm because you've seen Tesla hold up incredibly well uh, within this this major, major downturn. Um, I, I don't believe that, that Tesla uh, will get hit um, down to the 250 level because um, I've talked to several friends who work for Tesla, and the quarter's looking good. The outlook is looking good for them. They 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 had a recall. I think my my Model Three is um, getting recalled. It's a 2018 one of the ones that was built in a tent. Um, but you've had you've gotten out here uh, of Tesla. It got you in at 281. You got out here. I think you're going to see another MACD cross up. And I think this one. Let's pull this one up. Uh, there's still quite a distance here. Uh, I still say that that probably 270, 275 is probably the pivot point on this one. <clears throat> you can't time it. Um, again, in, in July, you had this run up here, July 8th, and it got you out August 19th uh, with a 25% gain. The average gain on, on Tesla in my algorithm is 21%. Uh, now, the algorithm gets you 68% over 1,000 candles versus a 95% win on uh, just buying and holding. So you, you've got an opportunity here um, to wait for this one. I don't know that it's necessarily going down. It's up 5% in today's market, 4%, 5%. Um, let's look at Roku. Roku is one that, I, in my mind, they have a tr- tremendous... I should say operational issue in that I just don't think that their devices are very good. I think their interface is set up um, to monetize, and I think that's fantastic, but I just don't like their boxes. I personally, in my house, have Apple TVs. I don't mind spending $100, $200 on a box um, to know that it's going to work and to know that it, it's going to uh, mend in, kind of melt into my ecosystem, um, which I particularly like. Now, you can see here, let's close this down a little and let's bring this. We're going to shrink this down so we can see this entry. Uh, the most recent Roku, 3% gain. 
The average win on Roku is 9.71, so it rounds up. Uh, the problem with this is long-term, uh, for buy and hold over a 1,000 candles, you've lost 68%. With my algorithm, you've lost 53%. It's hard to find a win uh, just because it's so far down. The MACD is about to cross up. Uh, do I recommend it here at 59? No. Kathy Wood's been buying a ton of it. So she's saying that that we're going to see a, an upturn. Uh, Roku might be one of those that we see an up, upturn in. So uh, this was interesting. Since 2017, I saw a chart, and I couldn't recreate it on CNBC. But since 2017, ARC is up 14%. The S&P is up 45%. Uh, quite a difference. Quite a difference in, in that. The S&P has just outperformed her uh, in, what, five years? Um, by a tremendous amount. So she doesn't have that much conviction, uh, you know, that much, I should say, um, uh, backing to her claims that her fund's going to beat it. Uh, I wanted to take a look at, Tom wanted me to look at uh, uh, Boyle. Boyle it was bouncing. I think it's it's lost its its way again. Uh, I think. Um, oh, let's look. Boyle. Uh, this is natural gas. Uh, I think LNG is probably a better play on natural gas, just because LNG Schneer Energy will buy cheap gas over here and sell it over to Europe. The problem that you're having is it looks more likely that um, Putin may have some type of peace in Ukraine. He may be forced into something. Um, I don't see a MACD cross up here on Boyle yet. It's not even close. The, it's so oversold, though. I mean, that's the problem. It's hard to, telling you to buy Boyle or KOLD. Um, here, Boyle is at 54. Uh, let's look at KOLD because I think KOLD has, still has quite a run going to it. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know that I see it. Um, let me look real quick. Uh, it, 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 again, you'd have to be a fortune teller to know exactly where these things are going, but KOLD has had just such a run. Um, uh, it went from 13, yeah, 1383 is where it's at, uh, the, the, the buy. I mean, you've had what, two wins. The last two have been over 10%. So, uh, KOLD has been the play. Uh, so let's look at, uh, Tom likes Coinbase too. I can take a look at Coinbase, but I don't think that one's crossed up. Uh, coin has been beaten up. Uh, this rides with cryptocurrency. So the price of Bitcoin, the price of ether, the price of all of those goes with, uh, coin. Coinbase is one that Jim Chanos is, uh, shorting. It's his biggest, uh, he said it's his biggest conviction since uh, he shorted Tesla, and Tesla made no sense. Um, this one, he's been more right than he has been wrong, but I don't see a cross up here on coin yet. Uh, I do see that the last time you made uh, 3% when you bought at 65 and sold out at about 67. Um, uh, this one on the algorithm, you lose 72% in the algorithm over 1,000 candles, uh, 22 positions. Average win is 7%. You lose 83% if you bought and held. I don't believe that. I, personally, I like Mara more than I like gold or, or coin. Uh, and the only reason I like Mara over Coinbase, I think Coinbase takes fees. And I think you're uh, to a race to the bottom 
with fees. Uh, I think they will go with the brokerage house route, which is uh, they will start um, free trading. I think FTX is going to probably lead that charge uh, to free trading and reduce fees. Um, I, my take on Marit is they, they mine it. So when the price is lower, uh, they mine a little more, bit more heavily. When the price is higher, uh, they start selling. So they, they take their money and then they put it back. Now, uh, Mara, um, your average win is 121%. Do not expect to get 121%. Um, you had a recent 112% gain on the algorithm. And see that button hook right there? That button hook you could have gotten out of. See how long it waited to get you out? And that's because that run was so dramatic. This one has you out. It got you out with a 2% loss last time. You could have taken a gain, but it just crashed. Um, you probably have a MACD cross-up coming soon. The RSI is down at 34. Um, it, it, again, you probably have something coming soon. One that Tom wanted me to take a look at as far as the chart goes is um, SCPH. This is uh, Pharmaceuticals. Uh, SC Pharmaceuticals. Um, Tom's a doctor, so he kind of is in the pharmaceutical space. Um, may know something about this. I don't know if he has insider trading. I don't know if he has anything insider on this one, but um, the entry on this one was $4.74. You're at $5.39. Um, the RSI indicates that you're slightly oversold at 61 so if you got in at down here, Tom, at $4, I might get out unless there's some type of catalyst that you know of. Um, I don't have all my earnings and dividends and things like that, so I don't see the catalyst on a lot of these stocks. And it's just because, again, my, my system is a little bit uh, uh, restrained with running all of these programs. But I, 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 with that red candle... It does still have confirmation. I just worry because it's run so much. You can see the last run here. Uh, I mean, this has been a great one. Uh, the average uh, win on this one is 8.55%. With the algorithm, you make 2%. With the just buy and hold, you lose 30%. So the algorithm absolutely makes a difference here. And it's a buy and hold stock, in my opinion. You can see from uh, August 5th, $5.11. And then you get that button hook. And you, you would have sold out with a 13% gain, missed all of that downturn, bought back in at 474. And you might be going back up to the sixes. Um, you're at 539 now. It does have confirmation. So you probably have some time to wait to see if it does lose confirmation. You can see the nine and the 21 kind of uh, crossing up there. Um, that's a bullish signal. The 50-day is still negative. If you get that death cross, that blue line crossing that red line right there, which is the 50-day crossing under the 200, that's what's called the death cross, and that would indicate more bullish, uh, bearish signal. So at that point, I probably would pull out and, and not hope for a, a, a lot more run. Uh, but that, that's my personal opinion. Now, let's get to some of the ones that I saw that I really like. Um, these are companies that I, I think have a really good future, and they're just too low at the current uh, price. Uh, Nike, under $100. Um, this is a $120 stock in a decent market. It's a $120 stock. 
Um, this was beaten down because China, uh, they've, they've lost kind of their China stuff. And uh, with China shutting down, people weren't buying clothes and they weren't making enough clothes and their margins got shrunk and their inventories had a problem. You, you see since um, the last purchase, you lost, what, 0.35% on the last purchase, and then it just it just crashed. It doesn't have a MACD cross up here, but you can see about 95 to 96, you're putting in this kind of capitulation here. Uh, what I don't know is, is that capitulation kind of like we saw here before it took a big le bigger leg down. Um, let's look at Nike's uh, fundamentals in um, Finviz. Um, because I do, I, you know, Nike's one of these companies that's really well run. You're paying higher up for it. It's a PE of 25, a forward PE of 21, it pays a 1.27% dividend year to date. You're down 42%. That's crazy. Uh, reiterated Telsey group outperformed 130 to 125. That was September 26th. That was just yesterday, September 22nd outperform by RBC Capital at 125. September 20th, they downgraded it from 125 to 110, but you've still got a crazy, crazy run. If you go up to 110, that's what, 20% from here, um, 10%. Uh, August 9th, downgrade, X and BNP Parbis outperformed to neutral, a 118 price target. Um, you can see these price targets are significantly, significantly above where we're trading right now. Um, you got a Motley Fool article. These two stocks will make or break the market rally. Nike's included in that one because you can read that article right there on uh, Finviz. Um, I like this one. I like this one under 100. Another one that's under 100, and we can look at the, the trend spider chart, Disney. Um, Disney has a problem if we do go into a recession. Uh, they do have pricing power. They can charge whatever they want with the parks, and people will pay it. That's essentially what it is. Uh, they have shown with the parks that that's crazy. Um, God, what did my friend spend? Like 10 grand on a Disney vacation with him and his two kids, um, which was, you know, not a crazy amount. A couple of weeks, I think it was. But it was, it was a nutso amount, for me at least. I, I thought it was crazy. But you can see this downslide. It hasn't had a MACD cross up. But it's completely oversold. The RSI is down at uh, 20. Uh, that MACD still has some time to cross up. You've got some volume shelves here that kind of um, predict like this maybe capitulation around 96. You're trading at 98 today. Um, but we may have more, more downside to go. Again, you, you just don't know. Uh, you can't time it. But if you're looking to add a long-term stock into your portfolio, that might be trading over 100 in the very near future and gaining you somewhere 10, 15% if the market even starts to rally. Disney is one. Uber, we talked about before. They're starting to make money. Uh, they've made some money. Um, you know, they, they, Kashikari, who is their uh, uh, CEO, has turned this company around. Um, I still don't think Uber Eats is as good as DoorDash, personally, from a service standpoint. Um, DoorDash seems to work with the restaurants better and they seem to have a better quality delivery service. Uh, the apps are essentially the same. The order process essentially the same. Uh, I just personally like DoorDash better. Um, I, I don't know why I can't tell you why. 
The algorithm does not do well on this one. Algorithm uh, loses you 40%, 37% to be exact. The uh, the buy and hold over 1,000 candles loses you 21.75. Your average win, though, on this is 12.5%. So you have to pick and choose where you're going to buy. You can clearly see in the algorithm down here that this floor at 21 is a likely capitulation in a horrible market. The problem is, uh, with their last earnings, they really made a pop. And you can see this from 23, well, which was the purchase on July 18th, all the way up to 33. They, they, that was their earnings, right in that neighborhood. They've kind of covered that gap that they saw um, before. The gap here down below is at 25 uh, if you're looking for a long-term purchase, I think this one. If you buy, if you buy Uber at 28, are you afraid that it's going to go to five dollars? No, you're afraid that it might go to 25. Big deal. Hold on to it. You can hold on to that one and, and just ride it out. It's a well-run company. Um, it's one that I think is is capitulation and and, and has a lot of upside to it. Uh, we can even look at. Let's look at some of the most recent. We'll go into Finviz and look at, oh, I don't want to. Um, we'll look at Finviz and Uber, their PE. It doesn't show PE. I know they're making, oh, they might be making um, uh, money on an adjusted basis. But you can see August 3rd, Raymond James, market to outperform $38 price target. Uh, in June, Webbush, $38 price target. Um, May. Bernstein, 45 to 35. Um, you know, it, it, again, you look at these price targets and it's crazy. Uh, they do, they, year to date, they're down 35%. So they've been holding on a little bit better than most of the tech stocks. Uh, a third one, I'm sorry, a fourth one, um, Bank of America. Bank of America, you can see clearly this, this drop here. Um, it does not have a MACD cross-up. So I don't know that I'm getting in to actually trade this one. But from a long-term perspective, you're at $30. These are stocks that in higher rates, they will be able to uh, charge more uh, and get more for loans that they hand out than they will to pay interest. I mean, they're paying nothing on their money that they have right now. The consumer is still strong according to Bank of America. And $30 in my mind is a, is a great price for this. Um, I think this is one of Warren Buffett's biggest holdings, and I think he was buying in the 40s. I don't think he's continued to buy, but he's continued to hold it. Uh, so Bank of America is one as well. One that I particularly like down here, and you guys know I like it between 11 and 13, is Cleveland Cliffs. The problem is if we are in a recession or going to a recession, this has a danger of going to 10. Um, they do make money. Uh, when we look at their um, Finviz, some of their uh, their fundamentals, the PE is one. Their forward PE is four. Uh, they don't pay a dividend, so you're basically banking on this company making money. The performance year to date is down forty percent. Uh, January was the last downgrade. Wolf Research outperformed to peer perform. Their price target was twenty three. Uh, November twenty-first, uh, November twenty-twenty-one. Uh, Wolf Research initiated coverage at thirty dollars. Um, Goldman, 
uh, October of last year has a neutral to a buy from 26 to 24. You're trading at $13 right now. Um, Year-to-date performance, they're down 40%. Again, this is a commodities play. That's why it's been killed. I I still think that this one has 10 to 15% every time we look at it. Um, Let's see. We've got the algorithm makes you 79% over 1,000 candles on this. It's 102% if you buy and hold. Uh, The average win on this one is 15%. You do not have a MACD cross-up on this one. Let me make that clear. You do not. This is just something that I'm watching. So, uh, it's again, it's my mind it's a good one. Uh, Tesla. We looked at Tesla um, a little bit before. Let me see if I... I don't know if I pulled up the chart. I think I did, but it, it's it's holding up well. I just have it on my list as something to watch. Um, scans. I'm going to go over my scans real quick um, to try it. Yeah, Tesla's just, it's got that gap down there at 250 that makes me really suspicious about um, buying it here. But it's a great one. Um, let's look at scans. So the first scan, and I think I went over this, Microsoft. There's no reason to buy Microsoft here. Um, or, or I'm sorry, there's no reason to, no reason not to buy Microsoft here. Uh, anything under 240, you, you load up the Brinks truck. Uh, I posted that article from Motley Fool yesterday. Two stocks, Apple and Microsoft. Um, I think they're two of my biggest holdings. I think Amazon's another one. Um, but I, I've got you know a lot of money in the, this one. Uh, it had a MACD cross up. At 237, I believe. Let me look. Um, 237.46. So if you want a specific price, 237.46 is the MACD cross-up on this one. Um, XPEV had a MACD cross-up. Let's look at this one. Uh, XPEV. God, my system's so slow. I have to basically um, fill in the gaps here. XPEV is Chinese automaker. Um, they are similar to Neo. Uh, Neo has battery swaps. Uh, XPEV is one that has autopilot that is considered to be stolen from Tesla. Uh, they had a uh, an engineer who left Tesla who wound up working for XPEV. And I think Elon Musk wound up suing him. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But if you look at their autopilot feature on XPEV, it is just so similar to uh, to to uh, Tesla, and that's prior to Tesla's visual uh, full self driving. But we had a cross up here at fourteen thirty six. I think you're trading below that at fourteen dollars today, um, so it's down slightly. But XPEV had a cross up. Uh, those two, by the way, came from uh, Arc Funds uh, check. So Arc Funds owns both XPEV. And Microsoft. Um, another cross up that we had here, and this is because Macau opened up the Chinese capital of gambling. It's basically the um, the Asia equivalent to Las Vegas. And Macau had been shut down or restricted because of COVID. So that wound up opening up. And you saw yesterday when uh, Sands, MGM, anybody with exposure to Macau started going up. Uh, this one has a MACD cross up here at 6680. You're at 6068.13 right now. 
So when is one that, that went up? Um, Beyond Meat is your alternative meat product that you see in the grocery stores. Um, they beat Impossible to the grocery stores. They beat Impossible to the um, the public markets. So they got a lot of hype around them uh, with people going meatless, blah, blah, blah. They had some um, Beyond Burgers with McDonald's. They had some Beyond um, Chicken Products with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, I read an article yesterday about getting free um if you want to just Google it, type in free Panda Express Beyond. You use the app and it's buy one, get one free. This had a buy-in at $14.54. Right now, I can't recommend this stock for a long-term buy. Uh, it's kind of like App Harvest. Love the business, hate the stock. Um, and, and it's based on valuation, but your average win on this is 15.65%. The problem is that you only win 19% of the time. You lose 80% of the time. So, uh, but 1454, uh, it does seem to be oversold. The RSI is down. That means nothing because it's been in this, this, if you're looking at my chart on, um, on YouTube right now, you can see that RSI has been in that neighborhood for so long. No reason to buy this one, but I wanted to bring it up because it did have a cross up. Uh, KDP, which is Kellogg, uh, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, if you use a Keurig for your coffee in the morning, there is no reason for you not to do this, um, to, to buy this, uh, if you use the Keurig products. If you, you are like me and you just buy Walmart coffee, and yes, I get made fun of by all of my bougie coffee friends, um, I buy Walmart coffee in the Keurig products. So I, I don't drink much of it. I drink decaf. And yeah, I think everybody on YouTube, I think uh, Zephan and, and, and uh, some others uh, were telling me, yeah, it's not real coffee, but uh, I don't drink coffee, real coffee. But you had a MACD cross up here, Keurig Dr. Pepper at $37.28. You're tra trading at $36. <clears throat> the markets have taken a downturn. It's not negative yet, but we're probably going negative, just so you know. Uh, and I'll bring that up. Uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. You guys know the jingle. Uh, probably have heard it on way too many uh, NFL games um, that I've seen uh, broadcast. But O'Reilly Auto Parts had a MACD cross-up. This is one that has been trading at higher levels. You have this gap. Um, you can see this shaded orange space right here between 707 and uh, 662. It had a cross up here at 693. I believe that's 693. Let me just make sure. Um, I'm going to pull that over. Yeah, it's 693.29. The last purchase you had was 707. It's kind of floundering here. You see how that MACD just hasn't moved? The RSI hasn't really um, done anything. It's kind of capitulating here. Um, the 200 day is kind of uh, maybe moving just along this straight line. The 50-day is down, the 9-day is down, the 21-day is down, but it did have a MACD cross-up. I am not super confident in this one. Um, again, I don't go into O'Reilly Auto Parts, so I don't exactly look at this one, but um, it was a cross-up, so I figured I'd bring it up. Uh, Old Dominion Freight, if you guys remember, uh, this is trucking slash, uh, I think it's mostly a trucking company, but we had a... Um, a rail strike that was promised, which was going to shut down a lot. 
Um, Tom, by the way, has been just sending me about the rail stuff and shipping stuff. I'm not a huge fan just because I, I do think that we're in a recession or going into a recession. And I think shipping is going to be um, probably hurt by that. So, uh, but Tom has made a killing. If you want to read, uh, just go and look at my ads on, um, you know, and find Tom. He will, he's shown me all of his charts that he sent me. Um, but I haven't been big on shipping. Old Dominion Freight is one that I do like. It's one of the leaders. 248.02 was the cross up. Uh, I like this one. And part of the reason I like this one, ODFL, let's go to FinViz and look. ODFL. Because the price targets on this one are significantly high. Um, you look at, <clears throat> oh, come on, pull this up. Um, there we go. Uh, 260 is the price target. And again, you're trading at, do, 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 I'm waiting for 249. So you're looking at $20, 260 price target. That was August 17th, 282 in June was the price target 280 to 300 uh, in June was a Wells Fargo. So you do have a higher um, price target than this. The PE is rather high. You get a 0.48% dividend um, through this. Um, your 52 week range, you're up to 373. So you're 33% off your 52 week high. You're only 7% off your 52 week low. Uh, I don't think that a shipping company like Old Dominion is going to go back to their 52 week low. You can see there's a clear double bottom here right around 240, 235. Um, I, I think that's probably where a floor has been set on Old Dominion. So with the cross up, I do like that one. Uh, Apple, we talked about how to cross up. Adobe um, had a cross up. A-D-B-E. Let's look at this one. Uh, Adobe is a, uh, a software. Software is a service. Um, they have significant... Um, brand, uh, they have subscription services that just, I mean, anybody that anybody in the design world uses Adobe, um, they just purchased, um, God, I forget the name of it, but it was another design and, and this, you can see this gap down was their earnings. Um, have they been beaten up too much? Probably look at that RSI just kind of floundering. It's been oversold ever since it was a 16. The RSI is only a 22 and it's come up. Uh, it's probably putting in this floor. You can see this gap here. There's two gaps. There's one at 308, 306. Um, they do have valuation problems. And we'll go to FinViz to look at it. Um, this is a, I think it's a Kathy Woods favorite. Um, but I, I'm not quite sure. But Adobe is one. Uh, 27 is the PE. They're trading at a forward PE of 17. They don't have a dividend. So you're counting on this one to be a grower uh, from a stock perspective. They're down 51% year to date. It's 60% off its 52-week high of 699. Uh, it's only 1% off its 52-week low, which is 276. So if you think that it's going to go down even further, and again, they, they made a huge purchase for this uh, additional software program. And that's the problem. That's why the market's beating them up because uh, quite honestly, they overpaid for it. So Adobe's one. Google just had a MACD cross up. G-O-O-G. We'll look at that one. Um, and Google, you guys know, I've been recommending Google. It's under 100. There is no reason not to buy Google here under 100. 
keep adding to it as it goes down. Um, the assumption is that in a recession, advertising is the first thing to get cut. And Google, the majority of the revenues are on advertising. So you've got a MACD cross-up. I don't know that it's going to give me, no. The G-O-O-G-L had a cross-up, just to be clear. But I do recommend the G-O-O-G. It's about to cross-up. And you're under 100. There's no reason not to add it. Um, Google, great company. Uh, I would add that one to your Apple and Microsoft as the three companies that you, uh, again, I'm heavily favored. Still in that fang trade, but take out Facebook, take out Netflix, and, you know, take out Amazon. Amazon's a great one. They just spent too much money over the pandemic expecting everybody to um, continue on. And, and I think it's just got some growing pains in it. So, but uh, Salesforce, CRM is the next one. Uh, this had a MACD cross up. The pricing isn't there. It probably will be there. But you can see it's capitulating here around 150. The valuation of this one is what the problem is. When we go to Finviz and we look at CRM, uh, the valuation is the big problem. Um, it's forward P, it's PE is 273, and the forward PE is 25. It's just too high up. Uh, it is a transform, transformational company that will continue to uh, basically innovate and, and, and be uh, something that, that companies can't live without. They don't have a dividend. You're down 42% year to date. Uh, you're 52% off your 52-week high of $311. You're only 2% above your 52-week low. So uh, I do think that this one is a good opportunity to buy. Um, so I, I, I like CRM. I hold CRM in my portfolio. Uh, it is slightly, um, it is a super small, small portion. So finally, I wanted to look at Uvixi. Um, because we've seen this big downturn and, and there's a possibility we're going to see a big upturn, you guys know I like Uvixi under 10. It has not taken off the way it probably should have. Um, even though it's above the 10, I said continue to buy it under 10. And right now it's at 12. Um, your purchase in was, I think, just, yeah, 1041. Um, you're at 1227 right now. Uh, it's still got all the confirmation in the world. It is overbought. So again, we're going to have this kind of little probably rally. Um, I don't expect it to, to be sustained unless something crazy, there's some type of catalyst, some type of thing that, that comes out. Maybe the job market gets killed um, on Thursday, but we're waiting for that catalyst. Uvixi is one that, that I think you could have bought under 10. Um, you guys know that I love it. Yeah, I'd love to trade that one. Personally, I haven't traded because I've been working. This week I might trade though. Yesterday I couldn't. It was dad's birthday. Uh, remember your, uh, your market kind of indices. So for a bull, if you think it's going up, UPRO tracks the S&P. Uh, for bear, SPXU. For uh, the bull on the NASDAQ, TQQQ. Um, for a bull on the, uh, the, uh, the semiconductors, SPXL. Uh, bear on the NASDAQ, SQQQ. And if you want to just bear on the, uh, the ARCs, which has, you know, again, this SARK is a bear on ARKKK. 
A-R-K-K. I like all of those. All of those I think you can use in a market to day trade and and to take a look at it. Remember, uh, oil, uh, UCO, (laughs) UCO has been destroyed, by the way. Um, Absolutely destroyed. Uh, the, The reserves are at an all-time low, not an all-time low, but the lowest they've been in 40 years. We have to refill those. Um, you're going to stop uh, distributing the reserves in October. So you have less supply. Uh, this has all been, it, it's been a crazy one. Occidental's almost at 60. Uh, Devon's almost at 60. Start buying again. Under 60, buy it all day long because I, I think going into the end of the year, I think you're going to look at oil probably just over $100. It's 70 today. So uh, UCO, you're at 26. Um, the asset performance, uh, buying and holding has made you 273%. Buy, uh, buying with the algorithm, uh, you've made 47%. Your average win is 22%. You've had some crazy runs in UCO. Uh, you've, you've only won... 32%. So you've lost 63%. I'm sorry, 37% wins. So, uh, but continue to take an, you know, look at oil as an asset. Google, by the way, G O O G, 99.48. Buy it when it's under 100. I'm telling you, you, you might go down to 92, but 10 years from now, you won't care. You won't care if you bought it at 99. Uh, I looked at Apple. Remember, we looked at, uh, uh, the Dow yesterday, how it was trading at February 2020 levels. Uh, guess what Apple was trading at in 2020, uh, February 2020? 85. It's almost at 160. You've almost doubled your money in two years. That's a crazy, crazy move. And in a market now that is significantly down, it's held up. Those are the companies you want to buy. So I'll leave you with that. I am out. Uh, I will post this one for your listening pleasure. But remember, tune into uh, YouTube to see all the chart information. So take care. Have fun. I'll talk to you tomorrow.